Welcome to Head to Table, the comedy podcast where two friends design a brand new tabletop RPG every week before your very ears. I am Tom Snowden. A shimmer pal Tom Rawson. Well, I see. Fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tom, we're six episodes in um, and I feel like we've described fairly thoroughly what a what an RPG is now. If you're not sure what an RPG is, a tabletop RPG, then I'd suggest going back to one of our earlier episodes where we have excellent descriptions for, for <laughs> all the family. Uh, instead, Tom, I thought perhaps this week uh, we should we should embark on a new endeavour uh, that I want to call the Tom and Tom Game Nomicon. Oh, I don't even know what it is, but I like the name enough. Well, only only that. You know, there are some detailed... Th- I feel like we, we have a lexicon, a jargon that me and uh-huh. you use uh, because we've played too many role-playing games. Yep. And I thought maybe we could deep dive on a couple of specific terminologies oh, uh, week Tom, by week. great idea. Okay. Well, this week, Tom, I thought maybe you could start by explaining to people what a saving throw is. A saving throw. Okay, so a saving throw, I believe, is a, a mainstay of the most well-known tabletop RPG, Dungeons & Dragons, where the idea is something bad is happening to you in some way. So whereas traditionally you say, I want to do this, and you roll a die or draw a card or something to see if you succeed or not, if something is being directly done to you and you are having to react from it, that's when you do a, a saving throw instead. The principle's the same. You roll a die and try and get a high number to succeed it. Uh, maybe, you know, your character might be better at some saving throws than other, but that's the real distinction there, when something is applied to you instead of you applying to it. Nice. So it's not just when you toss your savings everywhere. Exactly, yeah. I realise that would that's a funny thing to say, but I accidentally <laughs> just went with a really nice, succinct uh, no, no, description I think- instead. I think that I think that helps people. Okay, well, I had an idea for an episode for a, for a theme for this week. In fact, mm. I didn't really I didn't really have an episode for an idea for a theme. What I actually had uh, was really an idea for a mechanic, and even that's putting it a bit strong. What really happened was I decided I was bored of dice. Um, <laughs> <and> so <laughs> basically, I want to do an RPG this week using the power of cards. Okay, okay. Mm, card sounds. Oh, good sound effect. <laughs> so so cards, and, you know, cards emblematic of, of I guess, chance and gambling. And I thought mm. maybe a good way to use them was for a kind of theme in that, in that arena. So, you know, a kind of, a kind of casino setting, perhaps, or, or kind of a, a sort of Monaco, uh, Monte Carlo type. Uh, oh, very arena. nice. Okay, yeah. colour me interested. <laughs> uh, it's a good idea. Like, cards do feature, of course, in some other RPGs. Uh, I know in Hill Folk, uh, a game, they, they sharp occasionally as a way of resolving things, or probably most well-known, I think, is it Unbound? I haven't played Unbound, but I hear very strong things. So they use Indeed, all so their interactions as, as card-based. Uh, and I suppose the main difference then that we need to keep in mind is I suppose by using cards instead, the idea is having a pre-assembled deck and the idea that as you work through it, everything will occur eventually, right? Like you could roll a dice 10 times 
and get the same thing over and over, but you've always got to exhaust a deck. So that's something that we'll be playing up to then, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that makes sense. I think, well, I was also thinking perhaps sort of a drawed hands at the start of the game might be a, mm, a reasonable approach. Okay. So a subset of the cards will be exhausted across the uh, yeah, <laughs> across yeah. the, the span of the, op, of the, of the session. Uh-huh. Um, and the other thing I was thinking is maybe it would be good to sort of use the suits and and as sort of, you know, defining narrative features and, the, you know, something like numbers, I guess, as as a... Difficulties? As, as some kind of difficulty or power or potency. Mm, that makes sense. Um, but I guess setting was... So I only, I only really had one thought at the, the start of this, which is that I quite like cards as kind of being a, a sort of you know, kind of, they're kind of like a spatial thing, right? Like mm. they're, you know, like when you lay them out, they, they have a, you know, when you give like tarot readings um, and, and people lay them out in particular arrangements for, for tarot readings, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I am also known as Madame Rawson. Uh, I mm. operate in the weekends. As a, <laughs> <laughs> as Greatest soothsayer. soothsayer of our time, indeed. Um, yeah, well, in that case, I don't need to tell you what I was going to say, <laughs> as you've already read it in the cards, I'm sure. <laughs> But for our audience's sake, what I was going to say is that, the, um, is that I thought maybe we could have like the the, the cards maybe divided up divided up in some way to have, if we imagine this is a one on one RPG, mm-hmm. um, a set for for the the narrator or the GM, yeah, um, and another set for the player. And what I thought would be good for the set for the, the GM is that their cards represent uh, like the space the 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 arena across which you're performing some kind of heist or assassination some Ooh. kind of some kind of very themed you know like you kind of imagine those uh those kind of casino-esque settings you know i'm thinking hitman yeah, yeah. or or the game monaco or uh or you know films i guess like casino you know, or Ocean's Eleven. These kind of spatial. Ooh, I'm excited already. <laughs> these kind of these kind of spaces where you know you have to overcome certain things to to reach your objective, whether it's an assassination or a heist. Yeah. Um, and the idea is you have to come overcome certain things. It might be you know past uh, uh, various aspects of security that they have. You know, getting to the vault, the vault door. Um, and what I thought is that the GM could maybe set up like a some kind of arrangement of cards that they have they know what's underneath them yeah and then the, the player doesn't know what's revealed and they flip the cards in their their array and their grid for the the player to see and they maybe have to overcome those with their own set of cards somehow um that's based very of- cool based on what they encounter i also like that it's almost like a nice homage to sort of the early roots of tabletop rpgs of that literal sort of you know dungeon room by room yeah yeah particular challenge oh tom i like <laughs> that's as far as i got though so you know okay I'm the rest is that. down to you I saw- <laughs> all right there's one thing i'm washing my hands of this now <laughs> well the first thing that comes to mind is first of all i love everything you just said um but i also think i like the idea of when you have cards a certain deck building element in some way and i like the idea of, like as you're progressing almost in so if anyone who hasn't played the the computer game Hitman, I like that you mentioned that as a good example. You often go in blind, but with you know a few basic skills, and often you encounter things along the way that might help you or give you new ideas. And I like the idea of like as you go, like adding things to your deck in some way that might be helpful. Like oh, you yes. find a you find a an out an outfit that might be useful or like a weapon, so you can add like a a nine of hearts to your to your hand in some way. And so one thing I thought when you encounter 
troubles in some way or some challenge, perhaps much like the game Solitaire. Maybe you turn over like the top three cards of your deck that in some way um, represents your, your repertoire of skills or, or assets. Um, and then maybe, hopefully, like fingers crossed, you've, you've got the, the card necessary to overcome the challenge. But if not, maybe you have to sort of, you know, draw a new three over the top of that. And maybe every time you do that... I like to imagine some kind of meter of like um, things getting worse. Is that sort of push you like, like oh, I, re- I really need to get a better card here. You know, I'll turn over a new three and hope that it's there. Obviously, the odds getting better that it'll be there each time as you're slowly exhausting the deck. Um, but maybe as you go up, either new challenges encounter or maybe to represent some long-standing issue, perhaps it puts a really bad card into your deck. So it's like, oh, you've pushed it three times now, so we're going to have to add a two of hearts into your deck. So now, like, for future challenges, there's a chance that this really crappy card might come up to throw me off. Wow, yeah, okay, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I like... I mean, there's a lot of things I like in there. So so I like the idea of of, of this kind of you know, this this deck and this kind of randomised deck and you're pulling off, you know, three cards from the top of it and, you know, you're facing that, that, uh, that yeah. encounter. I think what I... Yeah... The only thing, the only thing I'm struggling with a little bit is the the notion of like very heavy deck building beforehand. Um, so I see. Yeah, yeah. One, one thing one thing I was just thinking though is the idea of of like let's say we have one deck of cards um, and we shuffle them. The GM initially draws say five cards to design the 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 casino the 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 you know the space the the sort of high society space across which you're having this you're having this adventure yeah you know typical kind of thing it's going to be art gallery it's going to be auction room it's yep. going to be museum it's going to be casino oh, museum's great yeah yeah <laughs> um, and so you draw the five cards and you represent like certain areas with those things we we can maybe pre-agree what those kinds of areas are yeah and then the rest of the deck maybe the player only draws like three cards to start with and they can only have three cards in their hand mm-hmm. at any time. Um, and the, the GM reveals like the room or the, the area they're going to, it doesn't, it could be something abstract. It could be like, you know, security, like, o- like onsite security forces. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and you know, you encounter these things at a time and then there's like a random element somehow of the drawing the three cards from the top for each room as well. And those somehow represent another part of like a modifier to that, that room that you also have to overcome. Mm, okay but, that's very good but maybe you get to like take some of those cards yourself i really i'm trying to i'm trying to like think out i'm very much thinking out loud here tom <laughs> no but, i like that there's definitely an idea of sort of um yeah trying to utilize some some of your wits that you have with you in the hands you've, in the cards you've drawn but also what is around you that sort of very environmental aspect of these uh, games and films and and media inspirations Maybe, maybe we should shelve this for a second because I, I tell you one thing I did think about was possible ideas for the suits of the cards. Oh yeah, uh, and like narratively they could have sort of certain meanings. So, for example, like diamonds might represent something like something to do with wealth or oh. or like uh, or you know like some material value or, or property you have in that way. I was thinking is hearts could represent like seduction because that's always a mainstay oh, of these kinds yes. of things, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Like you know, you seduce the uh, the security guard who's been on watch for too long, and uh, I and like then knock it. him out. And then and then uh, spades. I was thinking because the the traditional source of spades, I believe, is swords. Um, yeah, so, swords and cups, isn't it originally? 
Yeah, I, I don't know which is cops, actually. I think it's Hearts Cops, I think, originally in the, in the like... I, I don't know which way it goes with the old-fashioned, like... Because it's like an Italian tradition, isn't it? Mm, this, yeah. This, this thing. I don't, I don't actually know which one's representing which. But I think the spades are a sword. So I thought physical force, you know, your guns, your bombs, your knives. Um, and then clubs, I literally had no idea. So I was waiting for you to come online so you could... <laughs> I suppose just tech in general could be missing. Like a lot of these things, what I think of is that classic, like person on the other end of the earpiece, like I'm in. All right, patching yeah. through now, checking communications. Okay, let's for very little symbolic region, reasons have club be a be <laughs> technology, the the tech guy, the hacker, <laughs> the earpiece. I've had a great. I'm not really I, sure why clubs are that, but but they are to keep sort of in the the narrative theme of all things that have inspired us. I like that idea of. You know, we're trying to sort of push our luck to, to get what we're after. And there's always like some sort of growing threat of being found out in some way or alerting people. Um, I like that you have this constant meter that you're worried about. Maybe that's the lose condition. Once a certain meter fills, it's like you've been found out, you're arrested, you're, you're gotten rid of. So maybe... Right. Okay. So we just like, we can fail a certain number of times uh, getting past bits of the rooms. Um but like if that if that fills up if that that timer uh kind of like uh clocks and things like uh the sprawl and uh and a couple of other the uh the apocalypse mm, world yes, type games yeah like i'm thinking so things that might fill it up are, for example are failing challenges obviously or maybe if you've got like a really crappy hand in some way you can't overcome anything there to like redraw a new hand maybe that'll sort of push up a bit as well where you're sort of lingering there and wasting time and being a bit suspicious right yeah okay i like it yeah, maybe one of those cards that you sort of unveil for the room that sort of show the the challenges present there. Yeah, maybe one of them is a card that you're allowed to use in your hand. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So the other, the only question left then is sort of asking how do we resolve conflicts and how do you progress in your mission then? Oh, jeez, making RPGs is hard, Tom. Yeah, Why don't we start well, this first podcast? Of all, I, think, I think it's I think it's <laughs> discovering. There's like a Prius, Prius, maybe when you lay down, I, I've got an idea. So when you lay down that map, yeah, all that map of cards. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of them is, so it's a pre-assembled deck of random cards and one of them is like an ace or a, or a joker or something. And that is the one where the object in question is. Right. I really like that. Yeah. But yeah, like, so maybe, maybe like to go with that, there could be a notion of uh, there's, there's, you can start, um, on any range of like external cards so for example like you know if the person has maybe nine cards they can make a three by three grid and put it in the middle yeah uh the object and so they could the person the other player could start anywhere but the problem with that is they're only ever going to be one away hypothetically from the the central room yeah whereas like all of them could essentially be insertion points i guess to yeah. the to, to the heist but you might want to put for example you might want to make a very long corridor of cards and then have just behind the joker the final place you want to get to like one of your strongest defenses like there's another route in at the back there but mm. it's it's you know it's you've put your king there or something so you know it's 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 almost impossible for them to overcome yeah um, yeah yeah so, so maybe maybe that's how you sort of do it so you, you sort of set up the arrangement and like you say like you, you have to work your way through the rooms to uh as an RP, as the player to get to this to get to the uh, yeah i agree the objective whether this is an assassination or a Okay, so maybe, how about this? So the idea is, like with, again, all the sort of uh, inspirations we've quoted, I think it's, if you try, if you find the, the, the ace, as it were, what you find the, the thing you're looking for very quickly, 
the idea is you're probably not going to be able to accomplish it just in like the the game hitman maybe you find the target but you probably aren't going to be able to just kill them as soon as you see them you have to plan this out a bit more so maybe there's like some particularly hard challenges that you have to overcome so the idea is instead you're going to move around a lot and you know find cards or find some things to help you in some way okay so how about this uh, maybe I've, i might have it okay <laughs> i'm you, ready i'm braced you go into a room uh you i can r- picture it now you unveil the room and you can see what it is yeah uh, what the card okay. is for that room. That, so, yeah, GM that, flips the card. Exactly. That card is a prize card in some way, okay? Uh, that represents something there that if you want to, you can add to, like, a an always available hand in some way. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the other is I want, I want to be going around this place and slowly acquiring these helpful cards... Um, ready for the final heist, while being careful not to push my that filling meter of alert too high. So do they? Do they also represent the the level of threat, or are they now? Is the notion that they're just the the what, the prize of the room? Well, here's the thing. I reckon they they just represent the prize of the room. Then what happens okay. is you, if you say like, okay, I'm I'm going to encounter this room, say. Uh, you see, so you unveil a card that the GM explains in some way what the what the room is, and maybe you know the the nature of the prize. It might be obviously inferred in some ways by the type. If it is that heart, maybe it's someone you can convince to help you on the inside without them realizing. Like, oh, oh, could you could you take this through to there? Like that'd be really good. That you can bring in useful more. Anyway, to acquire it, the GM then draws three cards. Yeah, yeah. They then put down for the player to see the lowest, the highest but then the middle face down. Okay, so the, g- okay, the player yeah. doesn't quite know what it is. Then the player draws three cards and they have to, and they put down their one that they're going to use to challenge. Okay, so well, the GM has a hand of cards ready in their hand. Uh, he has, they- has a deck of cards that's put down somewhere. Yeah, so right. I walk into a new room, you unveil it. I've done one here. Oh, it's a four of diamonds. That means there's some sort of... Uh, wealth aspect here that might be useful to me that's why i have a chance to win in some way to add to my prize pool that might be helpful later on for the final final showdown uh you then draw three cards uh they are a three a six and a seven with relative suits you should put down the three for me to see you've put down the seven for me to see the six is face down so i know that the challenge is somewhere between three and seven then what you have to do is you have to beat it but if you play a card that is the same suit as one of the two that's up, so the two that are up represent something you can clearly see as something that's in the room, yeah? Right. Of, of threats to you. Maybe if you play, just to add a bit of, make it a bit harder there, if you play something that is the same suit, uh, maybe it halves the strength of your card. Okay. I'm just trying to think narratively about the meaning of that. So so if we imagine it in the room, there is there is something that that is is charm based we've got a heart thing there mm-hmm. and then i try and overcome the obstacles of the room with a with my you know winning smile yeah um i it's harder for me to overcome that because because it's the notion of you know it takes one to see one kind of you know i suppose the notion, so. yes yeah, so i suppose like if it's 
so it makes kind of sense with the spades. Like if there is a physical threat in the room, i.e. goons, you're probably yeah, going to yeah. struggle to do anything physical because you either get seen or beaten in a fight or something. Whereas shooting a Fabergé egg is really easy. Exactly. <laughs> you see it? I shoot the egg. <laughs> yep, bang, egg's bang. gone. I don't, know why I, tried to, don't know why I tried to defend this with a Fabergé egg. but <laughs> The ultimate... When they see my wealth, they'll immediately stand down. I will play my $10 bill against your Fabergé egg. <laughs> Pathetic. And then perhaps if you fail, it goes up two in the threat meter. But if you want, you can take on one threat point to redraw a hand of three cards. Right. Okay. So so you can discard your whole set of cards that you have in your hand. Yep. So if you like, then, if you like there's no way I can beat the- this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, assuming... Okay. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense to me. I like that. But yeah. one thing I was one thing I was thinking that mm-hmm. um about the the kind of overall the idea of the overall aim of the mission um and the the sort of central uh the central component. So, you know, whatever we're aiming for, whether it's assassination or, or a heist. Yeah. Um is that if you have a card for it, um I think I still think the number of it, the value should for the for that card should represent the overall power of the mission, like how difficult it is to to get and i think that should be kind of just randomized i think you should just draw as the gm and right. say oh i got the the nine of clubs but it doesn't matter in this case that it suits the clubs it's it just matters that it's nine yeah and then what i was thinking is it could be quite cool narratively to describe you know how you're describing how we need to get from each of the rooms we get like an app like a something that helps us narratively yeah yeah from each of the the suits is that we need all four suits to to get the to get the, the yes. thing and additionally it has to beat the overall number so the sum of those things has to beat the overall number of the of the of the 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 final mission so you can continue going around to lots of rooms to collect more if you don't have enough yeah um so you definitely need to go to at least four rooms always to get the yeah yeah you know to get your your, your range of cards and this are these are like a separate pool i guess to your to your hand of like three immediate skills these are your uh these are your, you know, your your kind of separate pool of things you mission-wise have have changed about the casino or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're held separate to your three cards that you hold to, to actually face any room in, in particular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea is that you need to get at least four and possibly more to, to get up to the 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 power level of the overall mission. Yeah, definitely. That's, you need to assemble the other things required to, to finish it in some way. Yeah, exactly. So if it's a if it's a ten, then and you get like a you know a, a two a, a two of clubs, a three of hearts, um, you know another another couple of twos. Yeah. Uh, then you still need to to do at least one more one more mission to uh, to overcome the 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 power of the the room. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? we need to do here so that makes sense well, i oh, the one one last thing i want to add is some idea of sort of as a player you're going to be slowly going through your deck and maybe early on it's been great enjoying all the high cards but perhaps after you're done they go to a, a discard pile i wonder mm. if maybe you can't also add to your threat meter by replenishing your deck with some cards from your discard pile maybe oh nice okay yeah okay so you can you can move up the the threat timer one yeah. More. So the idea is you're resting, sort of, or be doing something that's suspicious, sort of narratively. But then maybe, every, if you if you choose to, you can add one to the threat timer to shuffle the discard pile and add five of them back into your 
deck wow. maybe okay. or some something like do you see what i mean like, i don't know what the balance yeah, yeah no, it's, it's great so if you're like shit i've gone through so many good cards like, i need to restock some of them into my hand okay i like it the only problem with this game tom is that it's it's kind of too good yeah <laughs> need, i was thinking a- this i was really worried that um you know as soon as we publish this episode uh itunes would just like mysteriously delete the podcast and then like yeah. at the next like apple reveal they're like apple is happy to enter the tabletop rpg game we call it i heist <laughs> we call it i heist and all you need is a deck of cards <laughs> we think it's brilliant here's these branded cards that cost 12 times as much as normal cards they're incompatible with normal cards your starter your starter eye deck comes with three suits and for just 99.99 you can buy your additional fourth suit don't think you can plug your normal headphones into this deck of cards (laughs) because it's a deck of cards that's impossible you idiot uh i suppose i suppose the very end then the the finale that you might encounter perhaps then there's there's four. So normally in each room, there's like one challenge, right? Of that sort of three cards with the, the hidden one in the middle. Um, mm. And so maybe, yeah, the, the finale uh, is there's four challenges instead. Or maybe instead, how about this? There, there are multiple challenges, but um, maybe there's more cards in the middle that are upside down that you have to have to beat. So maybe instead... Whoa. Yes, you, instead they draw like five cards or something. Two, the, the high and the low is revealed to you. And then, of course, there's this, this this mixed range in the middle. You don't know what they could be. I don't know. That's I, I haven't okay. thought about it yet. So, so I guess the idea here is that you need the you need the four the at least the minimum of four suited cards to beat the 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 revealed card. Yeah. Just to get just to get access to the room or whatever. You know, if this is the vault or the yeah. You know, the the private apartment or whatever you're going to the 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 place that you need the, the conclusion. Yeah. Um, you need to beat that, like, to get the 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 entrance, and then below that that card, below the revealed card, there's there's maybe like one final challenge or a couple of final challenges, like three three cards under that or something. Yeah, um, and you have to you have to overcome those with your remaining your remaining hand of cards and the four cards that you've narratively got. I reckon so. Like that. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, right. I think I think I've got most of the most of the rules now. Do you want Do you want to give a, a recap exactly. for the audience? Allow Tom? me to give. Hello, welcome to the audio guide to uh, I heist. I heist. Welcome to the audio guide. Apple's I heist. Welcome to Apple's I heist. Apple's first entry into the tabletop RPG space. Uh, I'm now going to teach you in podcast form in iTunes podcast form how to play I heist. For each each mission, each challenge, each heist, each assassination, uh, it begins. With the GM, the game master, or HM, the H master, I might say, uh, laying out a 2D grid of cards as rooms that are, you know, adjacent to each other in some shape to resemble the building you're in in some fashion. Uh, within these rooms, each card represents a room. One of them will be an ace, and that represents the uh, the thing you're trying to do the person you're trying to assassinate the object you're trying to steal the whatever that you're trying to whatever uh, <laughs> as you walk into a room you flip over you reveal it and what you see there is potential prize to add to a prize pool of cards that you can use at the end to overcome uh the final the final challenge uh to win that card you have to overcome a challenge in that room that stops you from getting it so when you're ready to take on the challenge uh, the GM, the HM even, draws three cards secretly off the top of uh, his pile. Uh, he then reveals the lowest 
the highest, and then uh, upside down, uh, hidden to you, is the is the middlest. Is the middlest. It's some sort of lies somewhere between the range of cards. So ideally, you'd get like a five and a six, and you'd be like, okay, it's either five or six, brilliant. Or you'd get two fives, and you'd be like, okay, so it's a five, great. Um, <laughs> you then, as the player, draw three cards off your own deck, and you're going to uh, use one of those against the challenge. However, if the card you play down is of the same suit as one of the cards either side of it, that card is only half as effective, rounded down. So you might not always draw what you want. Uh, you can then challenge it, or you can get one threat point to draw you to discard your hand the discard pile and draw three new cards uh, and you can do this until you're finally ready to lock in you can either walk away at any point and all's fine or you can finally challenge the card if you win you get to add that reward card that was there originally to your to your prize pool to use later on if you fail that's two more points to the the threat meter and if the threat meter ever fills, you lose the game. And Tom, I know exactly how many uh, threat points is the max. I-, I know which point you fail, and that's when your threat meter reaches 21. <laughs> yeah, nice thematic, isn't it? Uh, so then- I mean, that makes it pretty difficult to lose, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, the, ba- the balance will play with, but I like the, the theme of it. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, eventually, when you're like ready to go for it, and you've got enough cards in that prize pool... Uh, you can go back to the uh, to the, the 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 ace room, the room that you're trying to do something with, and with your uh, prize cards. I think we agreed you need to. What was it you said again? Like, how was it that you sort of a- activate the the final heist, as it were? You just need to have. Uh, so you need to have in your separate pool, like the things that you've assembled for the final heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, though you've won from all these rooms, they need to be across all four suits, and they need to be enough to beat that. Uh, that that top card, the revealed card. Yeah, which uh, we'll say, like in, we'll say is always total. 11 then, I think. Just if we're going to... Okay. Yeah, I think. Yep, 11 makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and then and then below that, we reveal uh, the final set of challenges within the within the final heist zone. Yeah, and I think um, just for simplicity now, we'll let the HM decide what form that takes. But again, the same kind of mechanism of, of drawing cards in some way. Yeah, so... One thing, one thing I was just thinking uh, as you went went through in in beautiful narration through the <laughs> through the, the through the rules of uh, I heist is is that twenty one is actually a good number uh, it's a high number but one thing I was thinking is that it, it's actually gonna be quite easy for the players uh, to just kind of with three cards to usually beat the the middle of those cards is not going to be is often going to be relatively straightforward so what I thought instead would be good is you only ever have three cards in your hand yeah. Um, you spend them on getting past the room. Yeah. And you have to, you can never draw uh, without uh, upping the threat meter. Like to redraw, to draw a card is always one one extra threat, mm, threat meter. Okay, point. I like that. So you're always going to have to climb up to the, the, the time point. And you can choose to, I think trading in the entire three cards costs three, costs three, uh, yeah. three threat points. I think right? you're right. I think you're right. That's brilliant. Okay then, Tom. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready but yeah. to head to table. Let's head to table. Oh. Okay, welcome back. It is time to play I Heist. Tom, I will be your heist master for this playtest. Yes. Uh, and allow me to explain the setup. 
Uh, well, actually, first of all, why don't you introduce me to who your your master sleuth is? Um, I want to have an 80s kind of action hero-esque name, like Max <laughs> Steel, or that's, that's maybe a bit too porny. <laughs> What's not a porny, but good? How about yeah, everything? Big Dick Willie? <laughs> <laughs> rock Hardson. I'm I'm, I'm Rock Hardson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a fundamental Christian. <laughs> I've never once I don't not believe had an in erection. sex before death. <laughs> um suppose I could go with a less porny name like Jack All Penis. But that's inspired. Did you just come up with that all by yourself? <laughs> yeah, man, I've never heard of anyone yeah, with a name like that. That's at all. really good. Okay, my 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 prime mover and shaker in this this dark underworld is Jack Diamond. <laughs> I like it. You'll be relieved to hear I I have in fact drawn the Jack of Diamonds, which were, which is what led to the, this particular. Uh... I, I did guess. <laughs> I'm not a very creative man, Tom. I, I say does, that, I does that mean otherwise? But my name is Nineheart. <laughs> Nineheart sounds pretty good. I mean. It is a good code name. Well, Jack Diamond, allow me to tell you uh, of the mission ahead of you. Michael Weatherly is a genius scientist uh, who has developed the world's first super soldier formula. Ooh. He has uh, been, he's tested it on himself and he now goes by the code name Mr. Atlas. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he is having a global unveiling on his ocean liner in Monaco. Uh, and he's invited loads of like high high government names and uh, celebrities to try and unveil it and make a big show and hopefully uh, sell his formula for an extortionate oh, price. This is good. I'd buy this paperback in the the, the airport. Oh this yeah. Is- Your mission, though, Jack Diamond, you have been hired because this formula cannot get into the wrong hands. You need to steal the formula and destroy it before anyone else can get hold of it. Okay. Steal the super soldier formula. Exactly. The map for so you are on his ocean liner. You've uh, in some way, you know, they've your your agency has forged you a, a ticket to this exclusive unveiling, and uh, you are on the ocean liner. And the the shape of this is imagine a, a three by three grid, okay, uh, but just with with one more card uh, on the left and right in the middle row. You are going to be starting on that far left one, so we're not counting that as a reward in some way, but that is almost where you are now, where your starting position is on the, uh, what do you call the front of a boat? The bow? Yeah, I think it's the bow. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I, am I titanicking? Am I holding my arms You're out? doing jazz. <laughs> People start looking at you, you're just going, It's Mr. Arms holding me. Woo! <laughs> I'm the king of the world! I'm going to steal that formula from Mr. <laughs> Atlas! I mean nothing. So that is where our game begins, Jack Diamond. What do you want <sighs> to do? I turn around. What am I? What am I seeing? What's the the situation? Is there just people partying? So uh, it's actually not too busy here. It looks like it's mainly an area where people have come outside to smoke. There's some very fancy looking uh, people in tuxedos and, and fine gowns out here with like, cigarette holders. And there's a few sort of uh, people walking around with um, trays of drinks. Uh, you've just descended down here from uh, a, a helipad that dropped you off that's uh, in the uh, bottom left square that you quickly came down from. Just sort of get a, get a lay of the land. And uh, you sort of get a little beep over your headpiece from your from your boss. And they're like, you've only got three hours, Diamond. Don't let us down. I'll be done in one. <laughs> <That's-> Diamond out. <laughs> That's very good. Okay, well, I'll take my clearly agency-provided ticket. Um, mm-hmm. 
What's my what's my code name on my ticket? Queen Club. Queen Club. I nod. I I stride forwards to the to the to the uh, the door uh, to the the main party, intending to go to the bar uh, to order an old fashioned. Excellent. You uh you sort of show the ticket to come in, and they say, "Oh, uh, Your Majesty, uh, w- welcome." <laughs> That's right, Queen Club. <laughs> Please come on in. And you enter into a central... Instantly you enter and there's the, the loud sort of rhubarb, 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 gentle, posh conversation in this hall with lots of canapes circling around. And you go over to stand by the bar with like a sort of genius uh, mixologist there whipping up cocktails with a little pencil moustache. To pass through the, the crowd, I use my expert spy training to blend in and I'm going, rhubarb, 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 <laughs> rhubarb. Mm. As you go past one of the... Uh, the attendants, they're like, uh, yes, sir, here, uh, a rhubarb crumble right here. <laughs> and it was a small like, shot glass with like a fancy looking rhubarb crumble canapé. Well, Tom, you are very much in luck because the, I've turned over this card uh, for this room of the, of the liner and the reward here possible is a king of hearts. Oh, nice. Uh, a, a score of 10. So you get the feeling there's almost certainly, with the number of people here, there's almost certainly someone who you can uh, befriend that will be useful to you later on down the line. Fascinating. Uh, I look around the room. Uh, I guess I think it's literally Beyonce. You see Beyonce suddenly swanning as well, and you're like, I didn't know Beyonce was interested in super soldier formulas. Um, so yeah, you, do you flip the cards now to give me some idea of what I, I need to uh, overcome to get Beyonce exactly on that. side? So I am now drawing three cards to reveal what's going on here. Okay, the uh, the things you'll realise. So the lowest card here is a three of spades. Interesting. And the highest card is a five of diamonds. Oh, now what God, this, you have to choose those two suits. What this means is that, uh, you notice there are, there are a few sort of heavy-looking security here, and if you try and make too much of a scene with a, a spades approach, uh, it probably won't go down very well, to people to notice. Uh, but also the diamond, the diamond representing wealth, uh, you see that with the, the amount of, sort of opulence on, on, on display, the amount of people here, uh, you actually stick out a little bit. In just your like sort of quick agency registered suit, so you don't want to do anything that draws too much attention either. But still, Damn. the cards are lower, three and a five, which means that also the challenge you must overcome is between a three and a five somewhere. Are you able to to meet it in some way? I am, but it's it's expensive. The only way I can do it is by expending my namesake, <gasps> the Jack of Diamonds. The Jack of Diamonds, and so as we agreed, because a diamond is up there, that means you have to halve the value. So that'll be from ten to five. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, let's meet and beat, I guess. Let's do it then. Okay, you submit this, and I can reveal that obviously you had done it. It was a five underneath there. So you're half to five, and you meet and beat the challenge. So sure enough, you come up and you start to speak to Beyonce. What are you saying? First, first, can I just have the, the you know, me, me spending my, my Jack of Diamonds is just like a, you think it's like a, a sort of cheap agency suit, and I sort of unbutton the suit uh and you can see that the shirt underneath is just encrusted with diamonds (laughs) (laughs) and i i peel back my 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 coat my overcoat and sort of like i i expose my diamond my diamond encrusted chest uh i stride across the the room uh snatching from uh from one of the the sort of waiters holding one of those you know uh those trays filled with drinks uh a sort of simple looking affair uh and i approach her and i'm like well, fancy seeing you here. Perhaps I can offer you a lemonade? She uh, titters and say, hmm, I see I have no need to introduce myself. You are... Jack Diamond. I mean, 
Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Queen Club. <laughs> she says... <laughs> A pleasure to meet you, Queen B. She says, oh dear, it sounds like the jack's out of the box. <laughs> she, uh, she winks at you and her breath says, don't worry, Jack, the agency sent me. I'm here as backup. I see. Let's just say I'm going to be an ace in your sleeve. Or maybe that I should say a king, because you have got the help of Beyonce Knowles when you need it here on this mission, Jack Diamond. You can add the king of hearts <laughs> to your prize Hooray! pool. I sort of, yeah, I sort of wink at her and I'm like, uh, wait here, Beyonce. I'll be back in a while. Uh, and so I'm going to head maybe below decks a bit. Okay, so you arrive, uh, you, you slip past uh, the unsuspecting guards, past a sort of no entry, uh, you know, those sort of velvet ropes they put up. Uh, and you enter I down. I assume the bathroom must be this way. <laughs> I say to, to the, the security <laughs> camera. And then I think to myself, I'll save that for later. <laughs> hey, you, stop there. Sorry, I've got the shits, shall we say. <laughs> Where would one go to crap around here? Okay, you enter down into the engine room. Mm, okay. Uh, and as you're going along, you're, you're, you're walking across and you hear sort of the hiss of steam and the, the sound of the, uh, the ship workers uh, keeping the, the machinery at work. And you notice sort of just down, slightly out of reach uh, from one of the walkways you're coming across, it looks like someone's dropped like a, a fancy diamond ring. Uh, and, it clear, and, and with it, it looks like it's got some kind of um, chip in it. You recognise these. These are some way uh, connected up as part of a, a passcode around the ship. If that makes sense, it's like well, a, it's like well, a, a, a ring come key card. Jack of Diamond likes. Okay, the I've drawn the challenge. The lowest is uh, a a two, and the highest Ooh. is a ten. It's a two of diamonds Ooh. and a ten of hearts. Uh, so the the narrative implication there is there's no one around to really be doing seducing with. That's not going to go well at all because uh, you clearly you're somewhere you're not meant to be, uh, and mm. also your 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 wealth and you know the the big act of your coming off as some noble in some way isn't going to help you either. I'll deploy my seven of spades in the hopes that that's enough. Seven of spades. I can reveal that it was enough. It was a four of spades. Uh, oh, So I think the, the weapon implication is that you sort of pull out a little gadget grappling hook that you've got in like your watch perhaps, and you, you fire it down and then it snatches the ring and it zips back up to your hand. And you have gained a three of diamonds into your prize pool. Perfect. I... Only a three of diamonds. Yeah, it's not the most <laughs> useful, but there you go. Still, it counts towards my, my getting across my four card threshold. Exactly. Uh, where would you like to go next? Um, yeah, I think I just keep meandering along towards the back of the ship. Maybe in this deck, can I go to the very back now? The sure thing. You 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 head further back, and uh, some rather plain-looking metal stairs lead on up from the depths of the ship. And uh, you come out and you realise as you come back up onto the, the deck of the ship near the back, uh, you're, you're right behind the, the bridge and you sort of gaze through the window and you can see the, the captain in there talking in some way. Uh, and I can reveal that the prize card here is a six of clubs. Uh, what this Ooh. means is within the bridge, there's also some, like, some computer terminals that give you access to have cameras that look over the whole ship. I think before I go in, I'm going to uh, spend three threat to redraw all of my cards. My only remaining well, ones uh, are shit. I think, I think you're allowed to hear what the challenge challenge sort of window is first. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll... There is a 
I'll take that. The lowest is a four of hearts. So it's a four. And oh, also, okay. you know, you're, you're going to be somewhere where you're not meant to be. So it's going to have a hard time seducing your way through the bridge there where the captain lies. The highest is a... <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> the high- Captain's clearly never met me before. <laughs> the highest is a king of spades. There's some very... Uh, Fucking hell. ...muscly looking sailors in here who uh, could probably quite easily dispatch you if you tried to take them out by force. So the, the challenge is somewhere between four and a king. Mm, that's quite a spread. Yes. Um, I don't like my chances, so I am going to spend my my uh, my thing. So three three threat up. Yeah. Um, I'm discarding a f- five of diamonds to achieve that, uh, and then just three new cards. Um, oof. Those aren't fantastic. The best bet I have here is the seven of clubs. I see. I think while you sort of took a minute to sort of reassess your options, uh, a sailor walked by a deckhand. He's like, oh, everything okay there, sir? I think I dropped... I mean, is the shitter around here? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jack. Keep it together. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it's just down there and to the left, sir. Yes. So was that me failing? No, or? no, that was just some, some narrative flavour. Oh, I see some narrative flavour. While you were sort of taking well, have- a minute to, to pause. That, that sort of three... Th- I mean, I'm, I'm in narrative form explaining some of that three threat that you, uh, that you gained. Oh, but you're right. still outside okay. the bridge. Is everything all right, it's- Diamond? Comes over your earpiece. <laughs> Everything's fine. What's the name of my... What's, my kind will be... Hmm, N. <laughs> Everything's fine, N. Just... I'm deploying a seven of clubs, which is, I've probably got some fancy tech on me, uh, which I think maybe allows me to try and cut the lights in the, in the room. And like, I'm thinking maybe that'll give me enough chance to sneak in uh, and deposit the, uh, the sort of small gadget I need to place on the bottom of the computer such that the agents back home can hack in. Excellent. You, you storm in and uh, before people have time to sort of look around and see you, you sort of slam this uh, gadget on the side of a computer unit. Uh, but then you look down and you realise it was just uh, that rhubarb crumble that someone had handed you earlier and you've just smashed like a, a shot of rhubarb crumble <laughs> into the side of a computer and there's like blood and crumble coming down your hand. And they just turn around and they're like, I sort of shrug. I sort of shrug and see it say like, I think I dropped something. <laughs> uh, I'm adding two threats to your thing for a failure here. Uh, and they are looking pretty mean, I must say. Uh, and I think what that means is you've got to do another challenge here. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, the people are looking I guess I'll let you draw them. Pretty angry. Uh, the lowest is a ten of diamonds, and the highest is a jack of diamonds. Both diamonds here, but it's going to be a very high card. Uh, either a ten or a jack you've got to beat, but obviously you can't use wealth in any way or importance to get through on this one. Well, neither of my cards can beat that. I, I guess I'll spend a threat to draw one. Okay. That can't beat it either. I'm going to spend another three threat to draw redraw all of them. <laughs> You're now on nine threat out of 21. Fuck, okay. So the captain is like, what the bloody hell are you doing here? Security, how, how did this man get through here? I, I immediately, uh, like drop below the counter um and they as they as they rush forwards to get me um i'm going to deploy the queen of spades nice. and just go into a whirring flurry of, of blows of blows yeah diamonds going everywhere <laughs> clattering against the the service i i fight with fistful of diamonds it's incredibly expensive for her majesty's it is incredible it's like half fighting style half dance as you perfectly defeat 
the the jack of clubs that was hiding underneath there. Uh, you pass and say it is just a, a, a flurry of blows, diamonds flying through the air like razor sharp diamond shurikens as you take out the sort of five guards in this room, uh, disabling everyone there. Uh, I think N comes over the earpiece like, very well done, agent. However, be careful. Those diamond shurikens cost three million pounds for each one. <laughs> oh, N, it's worth it though, right? Just get the bloody serum, agent. Uh, sure enough, though, you have succeeded. You have gained the six of clubs to your prize pool. Awesome. Six of clubs. Done and done. Sure enough, you have successfully... Uh, you, you look over the computer monitors and you can sort of see over the ship and uh, you manage to sort of patch them through so you can get live updates from your, from your watch as you go. Uh-huh. Insert nautical pun here. <laughs> You sort of look around, but there's just like five unconscious bodies, like diamonds, stuck in their face. Which room would you like to enter? Hmm. Well, I think I need to move on and see if I can find a spade. So I'm going to go back to that room I didn't go into before in the middle that I didn't go below deck. <laughs> before the engine room. You uh, you enter the, the very middle room, and here is an ace of diamonds. You've discovered the main room. Uh, here lies, there's like a, tr- a grand hall and there's like four, there's, there's actually five glass chambers arranged in like a shape, like a five on a die here. Um, in the four outer chamber, these glass sort of cylinders, there are some incredibly uh, buff men and women just sort of posing in speedos. These incredible sort of, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque sort of um, muscle flexes and sort of shagging out everyone sort of going, oh more my like, oh goodness how in, oh more like sexy soldiers <laughs> look at that it is quite the thing to behold and in the central cylinder there is a small blue vial of what you assume must be the serum mm, i could use that but i still need a spade you hear a voice as you're looking around behind you say magnificent isn't it and as you turn around there is this sort of tiny head with sort of these these thin rimmed uh, spectacles and sort of wispy hair on top of the buffest body you have ever seen uh naked in a tight green speedo all, all he's wearing it is none other than mr atlas himself michael weatherly oh, but, what's happened to your body sir it's so much bigger than your head <laughs> my serum friend the name's atlas you are uh, Queen. Queen Club is the name. I don't believe we've met. Looking to... The Queen of Club? <laughs> you don't know who the Queen of Club is? <laughs> I meant no off- offence, Your Majesty. <laughs> How much is the... I, I see that, you know, people have assembled here to, to bid on your, your newest creation. <laughs> um, I'm running it as a mystery auction. The highest price wins. Hmm, very well. Has anyone put in a bid above... Twenty dollars yet? <laughs> You're funny, Queen, and he sort of slaps your shoulder, and you feel like your whole like, your, your knees like buckle under the strength behind this arm. It says the minimum bid is ten billion dollars. <laughs> I I I had already. I'd already taken out my twenty my twenty dollar bit and I like I like tuck it back into my suit jacket pocket. I'm like, seems like I'll need another approach, I think, internally. He says, I must mingle and lift. I'll see you later, your majesty. And he goes to continue mingling around the central hall. 
A pleasure to meet you, you Mr. Weatherly. You can see uh, there's a whole wealth of guards, cameras, like a, a laser grid around the chamber. People are right, it's going to take all your skills. You still need to find a spade if you're going to be able to take on the final challenge. If I'm going to dig my way out of this hole. Um, <laughs> oh, very right. good. I guess I'll head north and then uh, west. Uh, certainly the, the top left. Uh, and yeah. you come across... Uh, down quite under the ship and you slip in behind a uh, keycard door uh, while someone's not looking then through another door which you access using that ring that you picked up uh, and you come into mm. the guard's armory and it is an incredibly well-stocked room and it seems really quite unsure if the reward here is a five of spades uh oh! see, you notice that there's like um a gauntlet in here that some of the guards seem to be wearing these sort of thick black gloves but it looks like um that uh, when you punch with these gauntlets it gives a, a very quick like small um boost of a, a temporary shot of the serum it's like really power your punches when you smack people uh i will now draw for the challenge uh the lowest is a five a five of clubs and the highest is an ace of clubs I think I'm just going to go whole hog and I'm going to deploy my ace of spades as I as I throw diamonds everywhere and smash my fist into uh into the the case to retrieve this glove and I'm like even serum is no match for the hardness of diamond. Oh, brilliant. I think, yeah, you throw these diamonds up uh, and it creates almost like a sort of chaff grenade effect and all the cameras are, are blinded. A, a sky of diamonds. Sk- I call that move <laughs> sky of diamonds. <laughs> it's brilliant. The cameras go down and sure enough, you have recovered. You've beaten the ten of clubs uh, that was oh. the challenge here. You can add the five of spades. You've now completed all that you need. Five of spades. Well, it seems like it's time to do this. The idea here, Tom, is that I have the 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 four cards that I've assembled. Mm-hmm. Do I do I also take three cards that I draw, or do I do I, do so I get to keep So what we're going to do? So those hand? those four cards you have that you've gained your prize pool: the King of Hearts, the Five of Spades, the Three of Diamonds, and the Six of Clubs. So you have to have all four to begin the final uh, mission, as it were. And I'm going to do four challenges along the way at the final one. Uh, and at the same point, you're going to have to beat them by doing the whole draw three cards again. But if you want to, you can spend a card out of the prize pool as well. Right. Remind point. me where I'm at on I'm at on threat here. Uh, you have a threat of 12 at the moment. 12. Well, I'm going to spend two to replenish my three. Uh, so I'm up to 14 threat now. Um, so I will go in a, go in a, yeah, escort Beyonce away from whichever rich uh, member of the aristocracy she's talking to. Sure. Uh, yeah, you, you come through the uh, the central room and Beyonce comes over and says, we've got less than an hour, Diamond. What do we do? Don't worry, Queen Bee, I'm ready to roll. Sure enough, you sort of uh, escort her with arms looped together through into the main hall, ready for the final showdown. Maybe you could uh, just mosey on and distract Atlas whilst I have a look at some of this gear. Uh, sure enough, Qu- Queen Bee uh, goes up uh, to... Just distract Atlas, like you say, and you and you realise that the uh, the first thing you're going to have to do is um, distract some of the guards away. There's just too many people here at the moment, uh, so you're going to, you know, this is that that first uh, wealth use will say that you're going to act very important and try and convince a few guards to go somewhere else first. Uh, the challenge is as follows: uh, we have a the lowest is a queen, Jesus, a queen of clubs, and the highest is a king of clubs. I mean, you've made it such that I am going to have to use 
my Beyonce at this moment. Yeah. Um, so I will, I will, I will, yeah, I'm going to be like a, I'm going to be like a, wait a second. I think, um, I think, so yeah, I think what I do is I start up in song. I'm like, all the single ladies. There's definitely an awkward window at first where it's just you sort of very poorly singing the song, like <laughs> yeah. attempting the dance. And uh, at first like, uh, it's souring. Uh. I think you even see like a few guards reach for their like handcuffs to like take you away. And, it's, <laughs> and you see Beyonce's like, oh, for God's sake. And then she comes over and just start, starts it up again. And everyone is just like, oh, am I losing their minds? Like the guards are clapping. Uh, you see their guard is down for a window. You've passed the first test by uh, successfully. There was a queen of diamonds was the challenge. You've done it. So move on to the second test now. Uh, you realise that you're going to have to uh, quickly throw down the lights and the camera grids give you a chance to snatch the serum. Oof, the, okay. the lowest here... Oh, my God. The lowest here is a queen again of spades. Oh, God. And the highest is an ace of hearts. What, what's my threat again? I'm 14. You're on... T- uh, yes, 14 threat. I have no way to beat it without redrawing. So... I will spend, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll discard all and and redraw my my uh, my three cards okay, for three threats. Three threat. You're on to seventeen threat. Okay, so I do now have a king of diamonds. Nice, which I will deploy uh, to be as flashy as possible. Um, I think maybe we can maybe maybe we can sort of do this out of time, out of sync. Um, and say that as I was moving through the ship, I, I did see a, a sort of surveillance or security room. Yeah. Um, and earlier, like, I I palmed off, like, a whole bunch of diamonds to uh, to one of the guys that was there, like, just an inordinate amount of diamonds, uh, and told him to wait for my signal. Uh, nice. And, like, to, to deactivate some yep. of these, these sort of technical... You do just you that, know, and sure enough, you sort of look up to a camera and give the sort of diamond wink. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And suddenly all the lights go down. There's a view and you hear like, a, oh, gosh. And you reach out and smash. You, Your king of diamonds beats uh, my king of diamonds here, actually. It was the challenge. Uh, it's lucky it wasn't an ace. And sure, if you feel the vial in your hands as you turn around and start making a flea for it and you rush on through and grab Beyonce, like, it's time to exit. Uh, the next thing you're going to have to do now, you come, you, you're rushing up to the helipad to try and uh, reach either a, an escape vessel of some way. And there's a, the guard there's like, hang on, hang on, it's on lockdown. No one's getting through. And uh, the the lowest card here in the challenge is a uh, nine of diamonds. And the highest is a God jack sake. of spades. I still have nothing that can beat that. Um, so, right. So what's my threat at the moment? I had the three actually. 17, am I on or...? Uh, yes, you're on 17 threat. You can only take four more threat. Yeah, I'm just going to discard these two cards and draw another three. Okie dokie. Uh, so three more th- Okay, this is more like it. Yeah, you're on 20 threat. You can hear the alarms like blasting in the background. They know the serum's gone, the serum's missing. I think I've got this though. Queen of Hearts. The Queen I, uh, of Hearts smashes it. I, uh, yeah. Um, I think I just, I think I just, uh, quickly rush up and uh, and grab him in my arms and i'm like <laughs> don't be silly i'm the jack of diamonds kiss me and i, I lean him back over my knee and, and we have this 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 passionate uh kiss um on the deck of the ship and he's as he's distracted and like his eyes are filled with 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 diamonds um <laughs> i i just drop him off the side of the boat <laughs> and then continue forwards 
uh, and now finally you're rushing up and uh, you, you hop into the sort of little mini gyrocopter that the agency's like got hidden up on the, uh, the helipad for you and Beyonce gets in as well and you start firing up the chopper and then Beyonce's like Diamond, look out! And you see Atlas himself charging towards you, like, you know, built like a brick shithouse. This is the final threat that you must face. And Tom, the lowest here is a two of spades. And the highest is the ace of spades. Oh, for God's sake. It could be anywhere. And sure enough, combat alone isn't going to help you here. Well, the weird thing is, is that my best card is actually a spade. Even in this situation, even half, my best card is a spade. And so I think I am going to go into combat. And I'm like, I'm like, Beyonce, just get it off the deck. I'll, I'll hop back up in a second. Don't worry. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> and I hop down and deploy my king of spades. And I hope to high heaven. Yeah, okay. That, I- that, mean, that means it would half to uh, blah, 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 half round down. So it ran to six instead. Okay. You, you leap down, uh, Jack Diamond, and uh, you sort of pull a sort of thread on the, the side of your, your sleeve and like a diamond knuckle duster flips around and you sort of descend a sort of flying punch down from the gyrocopter to strike Atlas in the face and you feel your fists connect as diamonds like jam into his face but then he just starts to laugh. It was a nine was that you had to oh. beat. And he said, no, well, no. And Atlas picks you up and breaks you over his knee and he says, oh. ha, 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 ha. diamonds are strong, but they're brittle. <laughs> and Beyonce uh, looks down and she shows like, me. <laughs> get, get out of here, Beyonce. Uh, you can see on the seat next to her, the super serum. Exactly. The the, Beyonce is made off of the serum. She's like, diamond. Sing about me. <laughs> well, that was a sad ending. It was Tom. a bittersweet ending. You couldn't quite defeat the mighty Atlas. I just didn't have the cards. You and just I, didn't I, have I, ran the cards. Up, I used I used all of my threat. I was the twenty layers. No, just think done. maybe if you'd spent a bit of threat to put some of those good cards back into your deck, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. Sure, as, as films, I think the credit starts to roll, and you see the sort of the the, the sexy song over the credits, sung by Beyonce, and it's like mm, diamonds. Diamonds can break. <laughs> Extremely breakable. Oh, diamonds, they're not really that valuable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's primarily scarcity. <laughs> it's entirely con. artificial scarcity. It's a fucking con. <laughs> and it wins. Best original song. Oh, well, Tom. thank you so much, Tom. That was a lot of fun. Thank I you, my other Tom. International man of mystery, diamond <laughs> fantasy. I mean, you mostly just beat people up and shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I mean, it's a part of international spy just fiction like real that's, been, Bond. that's been missing for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was fantastic. Do you have any other thoughts on the game, Tom? Like, what were you thinking while you're playing? Like, well, maybe we need this in some way. I thought it was, uh, did I, I, I mean, this is the problem with playtesting, me playtesting things, is I'm just terrible at feedback. Uh, <laughs> I, if there's only one thing I would say, I think, it's one of those things where obviously like, we just have to spend more than 30 minutes of design to like work on the strategy and balance is all. Yeah. Like the core concept is fun, that idea of like, oh, who knows, like the range in which, you know, the, uh, the threat lies perhaps. Yeah. No, I thought it was very good. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a balanced thing, really. But I think it I think it is a I think it's a cool idea. I like the idea of sort of building 
the location out of cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Um, I guess, uh, as ever, thanks to uh, Call Me Malcolm for providing music for the show. Mm. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter and maybe give us a review on iTunes if you have the chance. That would be fantastic. That would be very nice, yes. And otherwise, we will see you next week. Exactly. See you next Monday with a whole new episode. Thank you actually for listening. This has been Head to Table. I'm Tom Rawson. And I'm Tom Snowden. Bye, everyone. Bye.